Thank you for joining our broadcast today at City Life Church. We would love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. Please take a minute to send us your story at info at citylifechurch.cc. And if God has used this ministry to touch you in any way, we want to encourage you to partner with us financially to help us bring God's word to other people. You can go to our website at citylifechurch.cc to find the giving options that works best for you. Now in today's message, Pastor Tony will be delivering an encouraging word that we know is going to touch your life. We pray that you listen with expectation, believing that everything you need from God, he's going to do it. Enjoy today's message. John chapter 14, we're going to continue our series three that we started last week. Jesus is talking to his disciples, and we find as he was talking to his disciples, Thomas, who we refer to as Doubting Thomas, I don't refer to him as Doubting Thomas, I just believe Thomas was human. Because I don't know about you, there are times in my prayer life I believe, but I need my unbelief helped because I am human. I can pray for miracles for you, but sometimes I have a hard time believing for me. And maybe I'm the only one, but Thomas asked Jesus a question in John chapter 14. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? And Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. The way, the truth. And the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you have known me, you would have known my Father also. And from now on, you know him and have seen him. All throughout the Word of God, the number three, it represents a season of alignment and it is symbolic of God aligning his people and preparing them to prosper. From the very first encounters of the Word of God, We find that Abraham is met by three men. God gives him a word of affirmation and direction. We find that God establishes Abraham, Isaac, that eventually delivers Israel through Jacob. We find that Jonah was in the belly of a fish for three days. Now, I pray that God speaks to me and I hear his voice before I end up in the belly of a fish. But no matter where you find yourself, God has the way of realigning you and redirecting you. And the Bible says, in the belly of this fish, God spoke to Jonah, then spoke to the fish. Realigned Jonah, put him up on the shore of Nineveh. And the Bible said he began to preach and God's glory began to reveal itself. We find that Joshua, he told the people of God, get ready for in three days, we're going to pack up and peel out. We're going to leave a wilderness that we've known for 40 years. The reason reason we came out to Egypt was for this moment. And we're going to cross over and inherit a promise. So get ready. We find in a New Testament, Jesus arrived and three wise men showed up, three kings. And they came bearing three gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And every one of those gifts were aligning the testimonies and the prophetic words that were spoken in the Old Testament to who Jesus was and what he would do. Gold would represent his kingly authority. And on and on these gifts would speak to his priestly nature and how he would touch humanity. We find that Jesus would have his 70, his 12, but it was the three that he showed, showed deep revelation to. It was the three that he took into Jairus' house when they walked in a room, closed the door on death, and resurrection power showed up. We find it was three nails, three days that changed the world, three words that changed our destiny when he declared, it is 
finished. And the Bible said that over and over, he began to give revelation to his disciples. But you see, everything that Jesus told them was not for the temporary. It was for the eternal. And everything he spoke was for what was to come. Because until he died upon a cross, rose on the third day, everything was temporary. All they could do was look at him and marvel at the miracles. All they could do was marvel at blind eyes open and lame legs walking. All they could do. But when Jesus declared, it is finished, everything he had spoken up to this point was about to become a revelation, was about to be unfolded. When he said, it is finished, what he was saying was, everything I've told you, everything i prepared is about to be unleashed. And one day, Thomas is asking Jesus, how do we know where we are? going. If you're not with us, how do we know? How can we see? And Jesus made a statement. He said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. He began to tell them about this journey. And the word way that we see here is the word haras. It means a traveled path. He said, the way you are going to walk has already been traveled. The place you are going, it's already been declared. Anybody ever been in a forest or maybe a field that there's no road, but you can see there's a stamped out path? You can see somebody's been there before you and worn down the grass or made a way. That's what he's saying. That's the word that used here. He said, I'm making, oh, you're not going to see billboards or road signs, but I'm going to stamp out a path before you. And I'm going to allow you to understand that every step is ordered and every step has been declared. I'm going to make a way where there seems to be no way. I'm going to make a way in a wilderness. I'm going to make a way in a desert. I'm going to make a way in a valley. I'm going to make a way where there seems to be no way. See, Proverbs chapter 14 tells me this in verse 12. There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. See, here's the way. Human nature says I need to go this way, but God's way says I need to go this way. I think I'm going right because everybody's going right. When he said, no, no, you need to go left. Or I'm going left. He said, no, you need to go right. Or he says, stand still and wait until I reveal the next step. He said, I want you to understand the way that I'm revealing is not the way that you would seem to walk. It's not the way that you would naturally walk out. But he said, this path is being revealed. There is nowhere you will ever go that not only have others gone before you, there is a Savior that has already marked territory. Why? He's an alpha God and an omega God, a beginning God and an ending God. God. He's the first and he is the last. He is the writer of next chapters. I'm so glad that he always writes another chapter. When you're in a chapter that's dark, he said, I've got a chapter of light on the way. When you're in a chapter of broken, he said, there's a chapter of healing on the way. When you're on a chapter that seems like there's no hope, he said, get ready. There's a chapter of hope on the way and I'm going to put a period on the last chapter. I'm going to finish the, are you glad he's that kind of God this morning? Come on, celebrate that kind of God. Not just a way, but he said, I'm the way. Not just another way, but the way. And then he said, I'm going to reveal truth to you. Once you find the way, I'm going to reveal truth. The word truth is the word aletheia. It's used 99 times and it means absolute truth in every situation. Changing not. 
That's why the Bible said heaven and earth may pass away, but the word of God will remain. Why? Because he declared his word is true. And he said, I'm going to lead you in a path and a way that uncovers the truth of the word of God. And when it reveals things, it's not hidden from you. It's hidden for you. There's revelation in this book. And God said, at the right time, I'll reveal it. Have you ever read a scripture and he said, I never saw that. You ever read something in the Bible and said, man, I've read that over and over, but I never saw it like that. Because you may not have needed it in the last season, but you need it in the now season. Or you'll need it in the next season. There are times I read something and it jumps out and I say, I've read that a hundred times and I've never seen that before. God said, oh, that's because you didn't need it back then, but you need it today. And this word is sharp and it is moving and it begins to work in places I cannot see. And he said, this way that I'm preparing, that I've already carved out, it's going to reveal the truth of the word of God. And he said, the truth of God is going to set you free. And the Bible said, he that the son has set free is free indeed. This absolute truth is going to be revealed in your life and it's going to declare you're the head and not the tail. Even when you feel like the tail, you're the head. Even when you feel like the last, you're the first. Even when you don't understand it, you'll be blessed going in and blessed coming out. You're anointed and on your worst day, you are the righteousness of Christ Jesus revealed in the earth today. Come on, put your hands together and give him praise the truth of the word there's some of you right now God's about to drop a bomb of truth you're walking through a season that's dark but he's about to show up and declare there's another chapter about to be declared there's some of you you're in a fight but he says fight the good fight of faith and remember that I'm fighting not only with you but for you and when the truth of the word of God explodes something happens He said, that's where life is revealed. That's where life. Jesus told us in John chapter 10, verse 10. He said, the thief comes to steal it, but I've come to give it. The thief comes to take it, but I've come to reveal it. But here's what he says. Not only life, but life abundantly. See, God's plan for you and I is a plan of prosperity. You say, well, pastor, I don't know about prosperity. I heard It's not about you having more cars in the driveway or a bigger house. Now, God wants you to be blessed. Make no mistake, because the alternative is bleak. And it's not about you having stuff. It's about stuff having you. The answer to the rich young ruler wasn't when he said, go sell everything you have and give it to the poor. It wasn't that he was trying to tell him to go broke. It was saying, I'm giving you the best investment you will ever make. Because anything you give up, I'll always give it back. Anything you give me, I'll always give it back. So God wants you to be blessed. But here's this thing. When stuff has you, that becomes the problem. When things have you, that becomes the problem. When you live in a carnal mindset, that becomes the problem. But prosperity is not about you having more cars or more bank account or more buildings or more houses. It's about your soul prospering. Because I believe when your soul prospers, everything you need will fall in place. Everything God has for you will become a revelation. Everything that he intends for your life will begin to flourish. He'll begin to flourish in your in your spiritual journey, in your family, in your finances, in your health. And he said, I've come not for you to live one day at a time. I've come for you not just to scrape through. I've come not for you to beg and barter your way through life, but I've come for you to live life in the overflow. I've come to give you a revelation. 
I've come to set some things in order. I've come to un- you, for you to understand that where I'm at now is connected to where I'm going. And everything in my today is working. And there's already a path that's been plotted out. So the next step is an ordered step. And the next step is an ordered step. And the next step is an ordered step. And the next step is already been declared. I don't know where you're at today, but God's got the next season. He's got the next step. Now watch, watch. Sit down for just a minute. Watch. I've got a close so we can baptize some people. He said, I'm going to give you life. Watch this. He said, it's a life of blessing. God wants to bless you. Touch your neighbor and say, God wants to bless you. It's hard to believe sometimes. Now watch. Anybody ever believe that the enemy was targeting you? The enemy was trying to get to your kids, or your family, or your finances. Anybody ever felt like I'm just under attack? Sometimes, now watch, it's easier for you to believe that the enemy can attack you. And it's harder for you to believe that the Father can bless you. I'm telling you, let me say that one more time. It's easy in our natural mind to feel like we are a target for the enemy rather than a target of blessing. But if you ever had the revelation that God wants to bless you, it is his good nature to bless you. It is his desire to bless you. When you look in the mirror, say you are blessed and highly favored. When God desires to bless you and you align with that blessing, supernatural things happen. Supernatural things happen. But it's hard sometimes because I know what I look like and I know what I'm looking at. And I remember, but watch. Do you think if God made a choice to forget all your transgressions once you have been forgiven of them? Watch. He said, I put them in a cavern never to bring them back again. Because I do not want it to hinder the filter in which I bless my children. So if he does that, how much more do we need to do that? Because he's God and I'm not. And I remember, I log it way back here. And when I look in the mirror, I remember. And so it is the filter of how I see God and his desire to bless me. But he said, it's a life of blessing. It's a life of abundance. It's a life of overflow. It's a life of purpose. Touch your neighbor and say, you're here on purpose. For purpose. You're not just in Tampa, Florida. You're not just at City Life Church. You're not just marking time or sucking air. You're not just here just to be here. You're here on purpose for a purpose. Whether it's 10 years or two days, you're here on purpose. Whether you've just floated through or you be here till Jesus comes back, it's for purpose. And if you ever get a revelation that there's purpose in my life, I'm not only here, but I'm called to build the kingdom. I'm called to advance kingdom agenda in the earth. I'm called to build what God is doing in the earth. It will revolutionize your life because you get up in the morning morning with purpose on your mind. You go to work with purpose on your mind. You go to school with purpose on your mind. You raise a family with purpose in your spirit. You do whatever you do with purpose going before you. It's a life of purpose. It's not only a life of purpose, it's a life of favor. Now, multiple different types of favor. There are times when God just drops favor for a moment in your life. There are times that you are propelled into favor because of your obedience. And then there are permanent marks of favor on your life. I get up every morning thinking, God, what are you going to do today? You're sitting in a building that we should not have gotten, that other people wanted. 
But God fenced it off. This is what favor does. He fenced it off and said, nobody else can get it because I've got an assignment for a church. It doesn't matter how big the corporation. It doesn't matter how big the business. It doesn't matter how deep the pockets. He just built a fence around it. said, I've got it for a church. I don't care if there's 23 other bids. I've got it fenced off for a church. And we showed up and turned an old grocery store into a house of worship. Because this place was marked for us. It's a life of favor. It's a life of endless impossibility. Endless possibilities. You understand that Ephesians 3 says this. More than you think, more than you can write down, more than you can imagine, more than you can dream of. Because the third day power of resurrection... I'm going to say it over here. Because the third day power of resurrection is working in you. And it's not only working in you, it's working for you. And he said, if you ever get that revelation that the same power that raised Christ from the dead, it's not just at City Life Church, but it's at your house and it's at your workplace and it's in your car and it goes where you go and it works where you can't work. The same power that raised Christ from the dead and those things that seem impossible, they are now possible. Come on, jump to your feet. We're going to pray because I've got to start this baptism here in just a minute. I told you it was going to be short today. And we're getting ready to celebrate. We've got a good-looking crew over here, and they're raised to life. City life shirts. You know, my, my daughters, when, when they were young, we liked to put puzzles together. Now, they weren't large puzzles because I've got ADD, and, you know, more than like 30 pieces, I get sidetracked. Matter of fact, Miss Peggy gave me a puzzle this year and had like 2,000 pieces. And I said, this must be for Casey. (laughs) But you know, when we were putting puzzles together when they were young, you know, I would put a puzzle together and I would start with the corner pieces. Because if I found the four corner pieces, it would give me an outline. And then I would get the ones with the flat edge. Because if I found the ones with the flat edge, I knew they connected to one of the corner pieces. And it would give me a frame. And I thought, if I can get the frame, I can somehow get the middle put together. But God doesn't work like that. He takes some jagged piece that looks like it's connected to nothing. And he'll stick it right in the middle. And I don't know what that's connected, but he does because he's already pounded out the path and he says you know what now I'm going to take one and put it way over here and I'm not even going to connect it to the one that I just put in place and I'm looking and there's two pieces and they're not even connected and I don't know the picture but I've never went to buy a puzzle that I did not know what the picture of the puzzle looked like before I purchased it I mean I didn't get a puzzle saying you know who knows it could be three dogs playing poker I don't know you know it may be a mountain scene. I don't know. Maybe a boat. I don't know. It always has the picture of the puzzle on the cover. But God says, you know what? I don't always show you the picture. And sometimes I stick something right in the middle. And then I put a piece over here. But I've already seen the picture completed. I've already seen it all put together. I've already understood that all things are working together for your good. Because I am the way. And I've already been where you're going. And I am the truth. I'll reveal it at the right time. 
time. And I want you to realize at the end of it all, the picture is you living a life complete, a life of overflow, a life that is overcoming, a life of abundance, a life of prosperity, a life of power, a life of breakthrough, a life of favor, a life of anointing, a life, a life, a life, not just getting by, but be throwing my shoulders back and saying, what's the next step? Because it's already been ordered. What's the next step? Because it's already been ordered. And that's when I look back and say, I didn't know I was in a field worshiping all alone. I didn't know I was having to dance in the presence of a king and bow in the presence of a king all alone. That's I didn't know why I was isolated. But one day it became a revelation because I walked into my daddy's house and there was a prophet named Samuel that said, you're no longer a shepherd. You're now a king. And I didn't understand at the time, but it all makes sense now because I learned how to become a king in the presence of a king. And there's some of you that don't understand why you've had to walk where you've walked but one day it'll make sense because he is the way he is the truth and he is the life Uh, we're going to pray if you're believing your next season has already been charted throw your hand up in the air just say that's me, that's me, that's me if you really need direction throw both hands up in the air whatever you need I'm going to pray over you today and then we're going to celebrate with baptism team is getting ready to get in place and we're just going to worship a little bit Father I bless you today who I sense such an anointing in this room such a stirring in this room such a moving in this room Father there are people that I even sense now Father they're wondering what the next step is and Father I just feel impressed to tell them the next step is already put in place they're looking for provision for the next step. But Father, you've already put provision in place. They're they're looking for the answers because they don't see the outline of the puzzle. Father, you've already seen the picture in its completed form. And Father, it's a picture of abundance, of prosperity, of blessing. So I pray today and I celebrate today And Father, I just declare this morning, Father, that you are working. You are working. You are working in unseen places. You are speaking to mountains and problems and issues. And you're changing things even though we cannot see it. And the truth is this, that you have already went before us and worked it out. You have already declared, Father, our next season. So, Father, I just speak life. I just speak life. I just speak life. I just speak life today. Come on, just lay your hand on your neighbor's shoulder. Take him by the hand and say, I declare life today. Over that one I'm standing with, I declare blessing today. I declare blessing. If you don't feel comfortable, you don't have to do it. But I just speak blessing and favor and life. And I declare over them that you are the way, you are the truth, and you are the life. And good things 
are in their next season. Amen. Thank you again for joining us for today's broadcast. Our prayers that it ministered to you and it changed your life. If there's anything we can pray with you about or God has used this ministry to touch you in any way, please send us an email at info at citylifechurch.cc. We also want to invite you to be our guest at one of our Sunday or Wednesday worship experiences. You can find our times and locations on our website at citylifechurch.cc. You can also download the City Life app on your smartphones or tablets for more online messages. It was great worshiping with you today, and we'll see you next time.